what it do what it do what it do welcome in y'all welcome in good morning how is everybody feeling today it's your boy jersey the king we are here we are live it's the gridiron podcast show today we're gonna have a special guest on my boy matthew tyler from the xfl insider podcast so y'all get ready for that we got some xfl combine news we got a bunch of nfl news we got some ncaa preseason top 25 ranking news and what i think my ranking is going to be going into the regular season for the college football regular season coming up and we're going to go over my what i feel the top 25 is in my opinion so without further ado let's get this show started y'all y'all know how we rock man hit that intro one more time Well, let's get it on. What's going on, Matthew? What is up, How brother? You today, How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I'd like to introduce you to the owner and host of the XFL Insider Podcast, Matthew Tyler. Welcome on to the show, man. Welcome to the Gridiron. Appreciate and again, thank you for taking time out of your day, man. How does it feel to be oh, here? How are you feeling today? Man. This is my awesome. first guest appearance on the show, so I appreciate you having me greatly. Man, that's awesome. I'm happy to have you and happy you actually chose this show to be the first. So that's an honor as well. Now, before we really get into our conversation about, you know, the XFL and the XFL combine and and the current offseason and what's going on. I want to know and my fans and viewers want to know a little bit more about you, Matthew Tyler. How did you get into journalism how did you get into video podcasting how did you get into dealing with the xfl and becoming a approved media credential you know and and actually being a, an approved media person for the xfl how did this all come about and how did matthew tyler become matthew tyler man it's been a long long few years for me um, i've always been involved in athletics i've always been involved doing things well, let me fix this camera real quick there we go Always been doing different things along the way. Um, I was a coach, player, a big fan of the New Orleans Saints, as you see over there. Uh, a lot of different different things that led me to this path. Big XFL fan back in the 2020 rendition. Uh, Battle Hawks all the way back then. Now it's a little different. But anyway, uh, man, it's been a long road. Um, always was involved with athletics, education. Um, I really enjoy helping people and doing things. So I feel like that was my biggest, biggest involvement getting in this, just getting the word out about the XFL. Um, there's you right there with, with, with some of the new Orleans cheerleaders. Yeah, man, I'm pretty active in terms of sports. I've been to a lot of games, a lot of events. Uh, like I said, coach played. Oh, sorry about that. that. Does that to me too. Is this the AF, the AF, the AAF? Yeah, yeah. So that's the AAF. That's the Alliance of American Football that came out back in, I want to say 2018, maybe 17. I can't remember exactly. Uh, That was at the Memphis Express game in Liberty Bowl Stadium. That was the moment that I fell in love with spring football. So that's a very important piece. That that moment right there. That cost. Yeah, bro. That was. (laughs) It's not. No beer. 
that was like that guys no beard whatsoever bro. that was actually during a coaching oh, a, a point in my life when i was coaching um i, I coached at the school that i actually went to school high school at troubled okay. area real real poor um uh, urban type country atmosphere it's very different than what most people know but uh, that was coaching that's actually the Battlehawks game, the very first one they had. Me and my, my best friend Ben right there. Um, we Disgusting. we attended all the games in XFL 2.0, uh, beginning oh, wow. first with the Arlington Renegades game against the Battlehawks. And I think I sent you a picture of that too. That was our first first actual game game for that. As you see, and it, if if I remember correctly, the X Fan show to our left. They were behind us doing a live. Yeah, uh, you sent me that during that here. time. So yeah, that it, it's just a good time, man. It, it, I enjoy athletics. I enjoy sports. I really enjoy giving the man and the people that don't have a, a voice a voice. I like helping. I enjoy just being a positive influence and a network for whatever it may be, whether it's youth, troubled youth. I mean, trouble football programs, stuff that's just not very successful. I, right. I feel like I have a niche that I really can work and, and get things going and involved. What led me to start the the podcast actually was just posting on Facebook, man. Back a couple of years ago, last year, I started posting heavily in groups and such and got some feedback, started having some good discussions. One thing led to another, and I said, hey, let's just start a page, see what happens. So I started the right. page. Intended on doing a podcast, but I mean, it was supposed to be just something like quick, nothing, nothing really significant. Fell into a group, uh, Ambush Sports. Uh, I found them through those, through the discussion boards as well and okay. hooked up with them and kind of met some other guys that, that could really be some role models and foundations to get like the skills I needed to do the video casting as well as audio casting. Because when we first started, it was just an audio podcast. So it was a lot more work, a lot more stuff was involved. You couldn't just pop on air and do an interview. You know, we had different pieces we were connecting together, editing them, and and uh, it was a lot more work. But yeah, as I definitely. say now, like this this is super enjoyable. Uh, I want to say thanks to Ambush Sports. They're really the the people that got me into those games as credentialed media. I shot my way around when I was just with the podcast numerous times, and I could not get much feedback. Uh, but once right. I hooked up with Ambush, I met the people I needed to meet uh, that they got me in and, and I was credentialed. I was credentialed with the Houston Roughnecks and awesome. it was a great time, man. I mean, I got a lot of on the field access. I got to sit in the box the whole games. I mean, stuff that I never, never saw as a coach, fan, player, things that you never even knew existed. Uh, exactly. Windows opened up and, and stuff happened. So that's really how I got involved in being a credentialed media. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Now, everyone knows that getting into that type of position does take a lot of work. And my question to you is, did you have to do a lot of journalism work to get noticed as well, especially part of being a part of being with Ambush? So I won't say I had to do a lot of journalism work per se. I haven't okay. wrote any articles. I haven't put out any publications. Really what I focus on is the content creation and the fan engagement. I feel like those are okay. the, my two strongest things I bring to the table. <clears throat> Back last year, that was the content creation 
and and that doesn't mean videos it didn't mean i mean it meant like uh highlights or advertising a right. player or, or showing things off i mean it wasn't anything significant so i would say that is what brought me to the table with ambush sports it wasn't necessarily right. a journalism uh, I, I mean i can write I've, I've got a master's degree i've got i've got an academic background but i tell you it's like after you do that stuff for so many years man it's not enjoyable. You get burnt out. I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> this this is enjoyable. Just this conversation we're having right now, like this is something that's impactful that will always sit with you. So I mean, exactly. I, like I said, I feel like this is what got me involved with Ambush, and this is still, I mean, Ambush is a great crew to be with, but I'm still one of the number one content creators and and people putting out stuff with that group weekly, monthly, yearly. I mean, right. so look forward to to more work from them and. Like I said, it's it's a fan driven group, so it's not it's not professionals per se, but these guys are are professionals because a lot of these folks do have the backgrounds, they have the positions, they have the the jobs, they know the people, so it it it's just a good time, man, and that's what really brought me to the table. Awesome. Now, all uh, now, how long have you been with Ambush? Now, Were you, you're going on two years, correct? No, sir. This so I started with Ambush. I want to say I didn't start till February. That's when oh, I got wow. on with them. Yeah, I planned out the podcast. I thought it was actually longer. Okay. No, sir. No, sir. I, I planned out the show last year. Um, I had a lot of stuff going last year. A lot of deaths that had happened back to back, unfortunately. Mm. So I really was trying to I'm get sorry, the show going. Lost. Oh, it's okay, bro. It, it is what it is. We all face those challenges. It's just working through them. But, right. um. I really was trying to get this show going last year and kind of do like I'm doing now where I'm having guests on and personalities and players, but it was just too much going on. I couldn't do it. So um, right. I tried to do this thing, like I said, uh, by myself, December, January, and I was just facing too many barriers alone. It's really difficult to do this alone. As you know, it's a lot of work, a lot of research. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, cause you're doing the same stuff, bro. Yeah. And I, and I go, I actually do it all on my own. I'm looking to, you know, join a team like ambush sports or, or a team to, similar to them and, you know, get a little bit of assistance when it comes to the, to doing certain things. But like I said, doing my research and, you know, trying to reach out to different con, uh, players or coaches, you know, I've been trying to reach out to coach Blevins since he got hired on and it's, it's, the hardest thing <laughs> that's that's one of my biggest challenges right now actually trying to get in contact with coach coach blevins to actually have him on the fan gang nation show you know so we can try and bring some more of the xfl culture to that show to let everybody know that that is the vegas viper show just like you guys out there in houston all you houston roughneck fans you guys have the rough them up show yep. you know what i mean so you guys have a show for your team and i felt like bringing one to the Vegas Vipers team and making one for the fans, especially living out here, you know what I mean? It It's easier for me to go and get the local fan engagement as well and try and build it up to where next season, you know, the Viper pit's going to be packed at Cashman. You know what I mean? And that's my goal. <laughs> I keep calling it the Viper pit because I'm going to be there next season at all the home games for sure so i'll be in the viper pit i'll actually be with there with my my microphone and my camera and we're gonna be we're gonna be ready to go man so i'm excited for you dude i'm looking forward to you know getting getting in with a team like ambush sports or you know like i said someone like them just to get that type of 
the type of help, that type of experience as well to be around journalists and to really get the mind of what journalists have to go through and what they're thinking when they're going to making their articles and yes, doing sir. their research and you know all the work that they have to do now when it comes to actually doing journalism work will you ever you know utilize that masters i know you said after doing it so long you just get burnt out and the enjoyment is, isn't there but now that you have the enjoyment doing the video casting and you know being out there having the the media approval to go on on the field and get all that field field access and possibly you know locker room access as well would you consider you know doing some type of journalism if it if need be you know to further your career oh no doubt no doubt no yeah i definitely look forward to the future of what happens but i mean it, it's just one step at a time and i'm i'm okay. i'm a perfectionist i like to do things and i like things to be perfect and not necessarily top of the line perfect but i want my product right. <laughs> to look good i want it to sound good and i want my brand to be legitimate um exactly but yeah i definitely feel like i could write down the road or, or sometime in the future but honestly jersey man there's no time right now it, as it goes it's busy busy i've been trying to put out shows you know two or three shows a week just because i'm not gonna right. have as much going in august but i mean the more guests you talk to the more stuff you plan the more things that go on it consumes your life and that's okay, but I just don't see me having the time right now to do any writing. Hopefully down the road, I do enjoy writing. It, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like this right here is where it's at for me for now. And as a, I had a guy, Avion, um, I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar, Avion Plummer. He's going to be joining yeah. me as a contributor to the podcast. So I'm, I'm getting these personalities. Okay. I'm getting these people so that, you know, I can take some of that load off my back and work on other things such as riding down the road. Uh, I really, okay, when I gotcha. come into this, I don't want to be like anyone else. I want to be myself individually. And, and so, you know, trying to take components of each thing is really what I want to do and give the fans what they want. Exactly. Completely understand. Completely understand. And that's, that's actually something I was thinking about too, you know, getting, a co-host or you know someone to help out with the show because like you said it is very very time consuming you know it does take up a lot having to do the research having to do all the the content creating the editing of videos and you know preparing for shows like this and you know reaching out to different people to get them on the show and get different guests on the show it's it's a hard process and it's a long process sure. especially when you're trying to be as successful as we are when it comes to all this what's going on gabriel welcome into the show we got a few viewers in here this is matthew tyler the host and owner of the xfl insider podcast live here so on the guys. gridiron podcast show and we're just getting to know him man we're getting to know a lot more about how he's gotten the access that he's gotten and how he's able to do the things that he's done. So if you guys have any questions for him, feel free to ask them in the chat. And Matt, I actually, I have a, a segment on my show that I actually have called uh, Fan Mail. And gotcha. for you today, <laughs> oh, we yeah. actually have mail some Fan Mail. The first Mail Time question comes from gv addisk and he asked where do you see yourself in the next five years mm. who that's a tough one 
you know, right now it's month to month. <laughs> um, I definitely see myself doing some kind of net, network and contribute. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't talk today. Some some kind of network work. I want to work with different places. I want to work with different people, collaborations. I don't care necessarily. I'm not going to align myself anywhere. But, you know, I, I definitely just want to be successful in what we're doing. So far, right. The data, the metrics that I have for my my socials and stuff is is really a positive outlook for that future. So, really hope to expand this thing, make some things better, improve, get more personalities, more opinions, uh, more content. So more and more content. I mean that that's really what I'm aiming for. I feel like as we go with the XFL and as well as spring football in general, we're gonna have a lot of things to talk about, whether it be players, news, coaches, whatever. I mean. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on and this little niche here. There's not too many personalities doing things. I mean, we, we've got a few stuff here and there, but if you want to watch and get some inside information, there's not many places you can do that without researching all this on your own. From my opinion. Real so I really just want to improve that, that aspect of the alt sports community. That's the, that's one of the realest things I've ever heard when it comes to us doing this, being the personalities of, this league and fellow spring leagues as well. So that's a great goal to have, man. Uh, next question he has, he actually has three questions for you. Um, GB also asked, how stressful is it being a XFL journalist or, you know, content creator and podcaster? I mean, come season time, especially when you're forking this stuff out of your pocket, uh, it, it, it can be kind of stressful. I mean, I traveled to Houston for all the games, and and that wasn't covered on anybody's dime but my own. Need right. be, I mean, you get into the game for free. They feed you. It's a really good experience. They give you drinks. I mean, it's not like you're you're not there sitting in the stands. You're you're in a specialty place. But I mean, that aspect alone consumed my life during season. Once season once the season was over, th this isn't as stressful, but it definitely. Uh, uh, mark on your life. I mean, you could ask my girlfriend. I mean, this is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do all the time. So, you know, I, I won't say it's stressful right now. In season, it's a little more stressful, especially when you're traveling hundreds of miles or 100 miles for, for these games and, and events. So, I, you know, I'd say probably on a 7 to 10 during the season. Right now, it's probably like a 5 out of 10. It, it's relaxed. I mean, I'm sitting in my office with my, my stuff, I'm still not done doing the studio, but I mean, how nice is this? Just having a right. conversation in my office with you while you're in Vegas. I'm in South Mississippi. I mean. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm on that the coast awesome, of Mississippi man. all the way down, man. There's actually a beach down here and everything. Oh, that must be beautiful. Thank you to the viewers watching on Facebook as well. Uh, Dorian, Jessica, thank you guys for for coming in thank you jessica i'm proud of myself man <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be at this place now you know what i mean and, and you know actually succeeding with doing this and getting recognized as well you know so it's a good feeling uh next question from gv Addison asks, what is your favorite part about your job helping the players that's it i've really got to experience talking to some of these guys that haven't made it to the league or trying to make it to a league or trying to make it to the next step in the league. And whether it be an interview on air or just uh, phone conversations or through Twitter or Facebook, I found right. that getting to know these guys and just getting their stories out is really the most enjoyable thing I've found so far about this whole experience. Uh, it, all these people and all these, all these different aspects of life, they, they really, they're so different, but they're somewhat similar. 
And a lot of these guys are working through a lot of adversity, a lot of issues, a lot of a lot of things that they can't help. They were born into. So I would say that that getting some exposure on these these men or women, if there is any. I mean, I'd love to interview a woman anytime. So come on. I mean, either way, I, I don't care. But right. just saying that, like that, that is that's the most ex- ex- enjoyable experience so far, hands down. I mean. I've had many conversations with these athletes and most of them were not on air. You know, this was through the phone or through Twitter and and you get to find out what's really happening. Now I'm not going to go around telling everybody's business, but just knowing that and just being able to appreciate those aspects of that player, man, it makes a, a big difference in, in what I'm really doing does. daily. Yeah. Really and I want to really. say Jersey, man, you're doing a good job too. I noticed you about two, three weeks ago, I started watching, paying attention. So, I mean, you keep doing what you're doing, bro, and being consistent, bringing positivity, uh, doing doing you in your own way, but still bringing this exposure and fan engagement. You're going to you're going to get where you want to be. You're not going to be a celebrity, but you will be famous amongst the XFL community where you can walk into an event and people will know who you are. And And that's my goal. And you'll Honestly. get there, bro. It's work and it's work and it's hustle and it's emails and it's phone calls. And it, it, I mean, it, don't think any of this like like you asked about the credentials. I probably emailed a hundred times about these credentials. So right. just keep doing you, keep grinding. I know you're gonna make it somewhere, man. So keep doing it. I really appreciate that, man. I really, really do. And I think it's gonna be easy for me being out here in Vegas because I live here. Yep. I have access to the stadium. I have access to the team whenever they're in Vegas. You know what I mean? So if they're ever were to hold events and things like that, I can be the voice, you know, for yep. the fans to yep. be out there, you know, helping the fan engagement, bringing more fans to the actual events and just trying to grow not only the support of the team, but the support of the league as well. Because I know that us, us guys that are actually doing this, our, our voices are what is going to grow the XFL and sure. help the XFL succeed for a long time to come. You know what I mean? It's guys like us who are out here, you know, putting in all this grunt work and, and, you know, making all this out of pocket cost yep. that no one else is, you know, taking care of and things like that. So for me, I think being in a city that has an XFL team and having all this access, it's not going to be easier but I think the legwork won't be as tough if that makes any sense. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, I'm here and then the city itself, you know, you got Las Vegas. You can't, you you can't deny the, just the attraction of the city of Las Vegas itself. So if we can bring that attraction within not only the XFL team of the Vegas Vipers, but the league, I think making it blow up out here in Las Vegas will be easy for me. So I really appreciate you saying that because my goal is to really maximize the exposure of not only the Vegas Vipers, but maximize the exposure of the XFL in the city of Las Vegas. So I'm going to be doing some local things, you know what I mean, out here that's going to actually try and, you know, build that trust back up with the fans who lost the trust in the XFL and in the XFL, especially from the 1.0 version yeah. when we originally had a Las Vegas outlaws team. Yeah. So it's just about bringing that fan engagement back. Like you said, in the, the grunt work of out actually going out there and doing all the footwork yourself 
I think that's going to be my toughest challenge. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's going to actually put me over the hump once I succeed at, you know, at, at over, uh, overcoming that challenge and actually building the fan base in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Because think, you, you got the right idea. Definitely. You'd like the way you in Arlington from uh, the X fan show, a train, how you guys promote the Houston roughnecks and how dirty promotes the, the battle Hawks and, you know, the whole B-Hawk Live and how Brahmacita and and those guys over there at Horns Forward and all those guys that rough them up, how you guys all blow up the team, you know, and, and you guys really support your team. That's what I'm trying to do with Vegas. And that's why we're going to win the 2024 <laughs> XFL championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I hope you do. I'm I hope calling you do. it now. I'm calling it do. now. 2024 we have the new coach we have the lineup we have the new coaching staff i think we have one of the best chances to win the championship and and be the best turnaround team from last season i honestly do what do you think about that i really want to know what do you think do you think that any of the teams not just vegas but orlando um san antonio hell even uh st louis even though they had a winning record do you think the bottom half teams are going to have a nice turnaround season next year? You know, man, I think that really depends on what happens in the next few months, uh, October, January. I know we have some other drafts going. So I, it also, I know we just saw on Twitter, there's a lot of players rights uh, within the league going on. The players yeah, are going to get to Tavon pick Austin whether they want to go. Didn't Tavon Austin just come to, uh, to you guys? Now he, he, he is, we have his rights, but we, he still has to sign. So he, he's unofficially with us, and we have rights to him, but he can go play in the USFL, the CFL, or even the NFL if he wanted to right now. There is right. no official official yet. So that don't get it twisted yet. That's what I'm saying is let's see what happens. Let's see who we got on some rosters. Let's see what other coaching changes may happen, and then we'll go from there. Come, come November, October, then you're really going to hear my opinion on, on who's who. But right now, man, it's kind of hard for me to – to, to speak and speak uh, analytically about it because we don't know who's going where, who's coming back right. from where, who's getting sent from where. I mean, there's a lot of factors in there that I, I just got to sit true. and wait and, and see what happens. Of course, I'd love Very my true. boys, the Roughnecks, to win it. And from the news so far, it looks like the Roughnecks have an elite squad ready to roll, especially like my yeah. guy, like Bryce Nileen and all those guys, Brandon Silvers. I mean, those are all my guys. But once again, what happens if, if, if they get called up? What happens if they go play in the CFL? What happens if they do anything else they want? I mean, we, we don't control that. So that's why I want to say. There's a quarterback battle down there in Houston. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. As a football fan, I'm not going to be biased and show my hatred towards the Houston Roughnecks being a Viper fan. <laughs> but... <laughs> I honestly think there's a, a QB battle down there. Platinum, what's going on, man? Thank you for being here. Ella and GV, I know you will, man. I know you are, you go, you uh, you all will help me get to there. But um hit, I'll bring that up in a second. What we're because we're gonna ask Matt's opinion on that as well. But um I think there's a QB battle going on between Cole McDonald and your boy Brandon Silvers because Cole 
is a multi, in my opinion, is more of a multi-threat quarterback than no Brandon Silvers is. I no feel doubt. he is the more mobile. Of course, we've seen that all season long last year, or excuse me, last season. And I feel that when it comes down to the arm, it's debatable. How do you feel? Who would you rather see start? Brandon I mean, or Cole? I'm I'm riding with my guy Silvers. Let's, uh, he's been a, I've been a fan of him since back in the AAF days. I mean, so, okay. so that's who I'm I'm riding with right now. Cole has has a great game. He's got great potential to be great. He's got a whole different skills uh, utilization that that can be used on the field. But saying that, you can't run the same offense that you run with Brandon Silvers that you do with Cole McDonald. Those are two True. completely different styles of play. And so what we saw last year in some of Cole's bad games or his bad game was they were literally running the same offense almost that Silvers ran. I mean, and while that sounds good, in in reality it's not. So that that's my opinion on it. I think Cole is a great quarterback, and I would love to see more dual quarterback situations occur where such as he gets in the red zone and he, he runs in and gets a score. There's a pass read option, and, and he's the guy for it. But as a sit stint right now, I mean, I, I'm riding with my guy Silver. Since the Memphis Express days, as you see the football over there, I mean, yes, that, that's my guy. And even back then he struggled, but I have seen him grow professionally, and I've seen him become this this athlete that, that he can step it up when needed to. What hurt us last year is we lost John Trey Kirkland. That killed yep. the Roughnecks. We were not the same team after that. Uh, and that I feel that apparent. was a – that was a bad thing on the whole team as a whole well, because in general, especially that wide receiver room, when yeah. somebody like that goes down, you got to have a guy step up. And I felt nobody really stepped up for you guys when it came to the wide receiver position. And that kind of hurt Brandon Silver's performance. Exactly. exactly. I, is that safe to say? Yeah, for sure. No doubt. I mean, we have some, some great receivers that, that were there, but him and Kirkland had a had a chemistry. I mean, and it was yeah, a chemistry did. that that they kept rolling with, and you could see it. You could see it the moment yeah. Kirkland went down. The difference in that it made every week with us. So, yeah, look even forward even to the having game him back. that he went down. Even that game that he went down, mm-hmm. you could tell the rest of the game that it was just a different feel on that sideline. You know what I mean? It was a total different feel. And even the the crowd, you could tell it by the crowd, they were hurt. You know, a lot of the Roughneck fans just, you could see it on their faces. You know, I watched that game and it was like, oh, man, this is a big loss. Mm -hmm. And it showed, you know, I feel that 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 South Division championship game should have went your way. I'm not even going to lie. But Arlington, they came to play. They really did. And I think with it's going to be a tough one next season for every team except Arlington. And the only reason why I say this is because you're giving the legendary Bob Stoops mm-hmm. and the GOAT, Luis Perez, a full year of being together. That's going to be a hard task to try and dethrone them from re- and, and stop them from repeating. Yep. Yeah, the journeyman. I mean, you can't touch the journeyman. Perez is on it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I will not hate on that man. I, I love watching him since the old days, too. Yeah, I've, I've seen him in every league. And for him to 
a winner on in every league that he's played in, you can just tell that guy has that winning mentality and that leadership mentality. And like I said, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to, to go against him and Bob Stoops for a whole year. Agreed. We saw it just with him coming in with in week seven and even in a loss in week seven, they showed that they're getting better just with him being there, you know, so yes, it's going to be hard. Gabriel says the Renegades are about to repeat. <laughs> I hope they do for, for Arlie. Boy Rasta's here watching on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. If you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask Matt in the chat, please feel free to do so. Um, yeah, before we move Matt, on, I want, I want to say something about Perez real quick, man. Oh, go That's ahead. Okay. So, so we sat in the press conference following the championship, and, I mean, this dude is humble as it gets. You will not see a more humble player on that field. And when he talked, he, he presented himself, uh, like I say, he's just very humble, great guy. But I want to say I think a lot of his success comes from being in all these leagues. He's really went mm -hmm. and picked up the best aspects of each league and team he's been in and coaches he's played for. So, I mean, great stuff, Perez. I won't ever hate on you, man. Keep doing your thing. And, uh, yeah, if you win another championship, you won't see me mad about it. At all. I won't I won't be at all. I, w I could not be mad at Luis Perez at all if he were to win another championship, whether it be in the XFL or the USFL or even go on to an NFL team and actually, you know, win a championship as well. Um, what were your thoughts about the <laughs> the XFL championship trophy? I mean, in person, it was nice. I could see on TV how it was a little lackluster. But in person, I mean, I, I thought it was a nice rendition. Now, I'll tell you, when the championship game, besides getting on the field afterwards, I didn't get much uh, to see the, the the trophy in person just because I they did a, like a presentation the day before. And like I said, I was driving in. And having to attend, okay. so I didn't actually get to go to that part of the the presentation. But I mean, make it bigger for sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I like the pieces of the divisional championship fit into that. That uh, they all fit together. It, it was like a, a puzzle piece almost. So I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting. Um, but definitely, I mean, a little more flashy, a little bigger, could definitely use a little bit of improvements. But for the most part, I mean, it, it's fitting for an XFL championship in my opinion it it is fitting but i feel that the the oreo bottom is one major thing that needs to change. it's it's like a big oreo cookie man and then it's like they put the division north division championship the south division championship threw them together and the glue is in the middle and that's the bottom of the championship trophy. I it's like a you, big man. Oreo. <laughs> so I think that's one thing that needs to change for me. That's one thing that needs to change. I like the the metal football. I like the football and it not being, you know, a full football like every other trophy. You know what I mean? Because the NFL, you got a whole football. Even yeah. the USFL's trophy, there's a whole it, – it's similar to the NFL trophy. So it's a whole football. But – the XFL shows you, you know, those missing pieces. It's like they represent that player 54 model exactly. in everything that they're doing. Like those missing pieces of the football. It's like, hey, it's those players who missed out on an NFL roster. You know yes, what sir. I mean? And yes. the league is full of them. 
So that's why I felt that they gave us that replication of a football to symbolize not only the league, but the league's players and the journey that they've, you know, they've taken to get to where they are. And I, I, I do like that aspect of the trophy. But when it comes down to the rest of it, I think the bottom needs to be redid. Like you said, it needs to be bigger and a, little, a lot more flashier. Honestly, it needs to be a lot more flashier. Now, what did you think about the combine? Now, we're we talking about the, the actual combine or the live stream. What are, what are we talking about here? All of it. Got you. So I thought the combine in general, it, it was it was really good. I'm glad they did it. Of course, there's room for improvements. There's things that they could do better. But saying yep. that, they gave the fans what they wanted. They interacted. Uh, like you, you were in on the chat. We had a lot of celebrities, a lot of famous folks popping in, a lot of XFL yep. people popping in. Um, we had a lot of stuff going. They were giving, doing giveaways. The testing, <clears throat> I'll say, I'll just start with what I think could improve first. The testing, I definitely think they could have, have given us more evaluation numbers, uh, especially individual data, just simple things like like the 40 times or something. Um, talking to players, what they did was effective, and they did it in a way where these players could do it adequately and not have to kill themselves. So it was, it was yeah. good that they did things like this, but then again, not all that information is released. I think we had the top five of each category released per skill group. Yep. Well, I mean, that that's yeah. awesome, and but that's just the top five. What about the top 10? What about the top 20? What about, you know, what top 50? What Let's see all these numbers. Let's compare these guys. Because come season, exactly. say Joe, Joe Schmo 2 does better than Joe Schmo 1, and Joe Schmo 1 had all these metrics that were supposed to be better. Like, I want to know that. That's part of that player 54 story. So I'll say that's something that could have been improved on. Otherwise... I thought it went great. Marketing was was fantastic. Fans were engaged. People wanted it. Yeah, they could have probably released it a little earlier, put out some media press releases and such. But otherwise, stepping it up for year two already, we're seeing constant content be put out, constant stuff be created. Yeah. So, I mean that that's what that's how I feel about it right now. Time will Shout tell. Shout out to Josh Sella. <laughs> yeah no doubt definitely shout out to josh seller man he's been putting out xfl content yep. on youtube every single day he's promoting the xfl on twitter every single day you know what i mean so big shout out to josh seller the new marketing director for the xfl he's really making a change for the marketing scene on the xfl and i think that's why a lot of people showed up Yep. to the combine you know even celebrities showed up to the combine like we got to talk to football players guys like we really got to talk to in a, some nfl players that popped in on the, the the youtube chat you know what yep. i mean like it was a really live event the cameraman on day one well day two of the combine but day one of the live stream he was he was horrible i think they were just working through some issues because as you saw on that second day I mean, it, it was, was much perfect. more improved. Yeah. I mean, but, but it was, they were just, he, they listened it. to us. Yep. They listened to what we were saying in chat too, though. Yep. I've asked a lot of people questions. were saying, yeah. And a lot of people were saying, hey, put the players on and put the interview in the small p picture in picture box, you know, yep. and then the very next day, you know, that's what they did. And we got to see more of the drills and what they were actually doing. And that's one thing that I enjoyed. Um, did you like, or would you have liked to seen them? When they, especially when they did the players' interviews, would you have liked to see them put the players at least their name and their combine number? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely wish we could have had some kind of reference there. Uh, just because I was looking for my guys that I've talked to just to see, like, hey, is that them? Is that them? And I didn't know who, where they were. I could make out face and hair. And otherwise, it was hard to really, you know, tell who was who. Uh, right. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's that's more information that could have been released. And that just goes right along with the evaluations, player stories. I mean, I don't know. They may have something planned where they're going to be releasing more as it goes. Uh, but, you know, just like talking to Spicer and a lot of these guys, I mean, these stories are – these stories are just as important as their playing and their skills, knowing where exactly. they come from and who they are and what made them. This person is what really is, is what's going to capture the fan engagement and make people appreciate everything a lot more. You know, you're giving a guy like Spicer a chance when, when nobody else is, is wanting to, and he goes and shows yep. out for you and, and, and does whatever for that team. That's a story worth never, never forgetting or letting go. So, Exactly, I, and especially where he one. came from. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And it's another guy that we were trying to get interviewed was Joshua Flowers. And just some of these other guys that we've personally been able to talk to, you know, we were trying to get them to interview, and they didn't. It's okay. You know, we're, we're not going to be too upset. But I think what they did, because I was actually in uh, the Mark cast yesterday, and I was speaking with Hallie Sandor, and she was telling us, you know, asking us how we liked how the combine was done, especially on the streaming side. And what would we like to see, you know, for the future of the XFL when it comes to streaming certain events? And you already know what the first thing that was said, the drafts, the one, the you know, the participants in uh, NFL training camps draft coming up in uh, October, as well as that. I'm hearing that that draft will also consist of the IFL to XFL combine participants from the August 4th indoor football league to XFL combine that'll be held. So guys get ready for that. I think they're going to be doing a live stream on that as well. Possibly we got to wait for them to announce it, but we were hoping that they do that. They do show the actual IFL to XFL combine as well. And then you got to look at December, the supplemental draft and we were telling her that we want it set up like a draft, you know, like an actual draft because not just the NFL, but the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, the WNBA, they all do their drafts similar. You know, they have a nice setup. They have draft draft analysts talking about the, the different players, giving us background and information. And one thing she said was it would be hard to get draft analysts such as Mel Kuyper and oh, yeah. Todd McShay. We don't want those guys for the <laughs> XFL. We don't because Mel Kuyper don't know what he's talking about half the damn time anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a fan of Mel Kuyper when it comes to draft analysts because he'll say, oh, this person's projected to go third and they end up going second round. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? So yep. I, I was stating to her, hey, Get some lower-level draft analyst guys who actually pay attention to the talent that's coming into the XFL or here competing to, you know, try and get a spot on an XFL roster, and they know about these guys. Get guys like that. Go get Scooby Magezza and other, you know, get KJ Daniels or KJ Sales. Get Sam Acho. Boom. There's your three guys for the commentary. You know what I mean? And then you got your draft analysts. And I was, she was like, well, we did our draft in Las Vegas last year and it was pretty successful. I said, Hey, 
I'm in Vegas. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be awesome. Come back and do it again at the Apex. Oh, well, it's going to be more expensive because there's more players, hotel accommodations, this, that, and the third. So what I said to Holly was, Holly, I live in Las Vegas. I have a lot of connections in Las Vegas. Contact me, and we can find you guys a spot. So I think I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. Like I said, you'll find your place wherever that may be. And, I mean, it, it, either way it goes, you're helping. You're, you're throwing out ideas, and you're not being negative. So – I think no, I think you've got all not. solid ideas and plans. I will say about the draft, I think everybody has an idea of what a draft should be, um, you know, compared to the NFL. But we are the XFL, and we're not going to be the same as the NFL. And even if we have college interns that are presenting these guys and their information, I think that's going to be plenty to, uh, to to satisfy the fans at home as well as the players Definitely. that are there. They just want to feel like somebody cares, and we do care. But yep, like it, it's got to be shown in a different way. And so, yeah, XFL, do your thing. You don't have to be the NFL. You're your your own individual. You you got your own product, and just such as the the technology they used in that last combine, that's an example yep. of doing something different and, and and marketing yourself as a new innovative league that has approaches that aren't the same and you're not just regurgitating the same product over and over again so anyway and speaking of that innovative technology them doing that and streaming that live now it's got the nfl buzzed you know what i mean there's so many articles i've seen in the last couple days about that innovative technology that was displayed at the XFL combine. So all you guys who are watching that are new on, especially on my Facebook who are watching that are new. If you guys are familiar with the XFL, you, you need to get with it because this league is growing. This league is growing and it's going to, you got to imagine this is the third time they've tried to have a successful season and go on to a second season. They say third time's a charm. <laughs> We're getting our first ever second season. So you guys got to pay attention because what the Denny and Dwayne are doing are listening to us. This is a real league of the fans. This is a real league of opportunity. This is a, I could say now what 35, 36 players have now gotten signed The NFL doesn't need a developmental league. They have the XFL and the USFL. There is no need for any type of contract or anything to be done agreement-wise for the XFL and the NFL and for them to say, hey, you're our, our developmental league. We don't need to do all that. Agreed. Okay. With that being said, should the XFL just continue to just try and grow on its own. Don't worry about merging with the USFL or any other type of spring league. I mean, in my opinion, uh, the identity right now is good. I feel like a lot of our skill is being split between the two leagues. And that's my opinion. I mean, I'm all for the XFL, but I'm not against the USFL in any way, shape or form. I'm I'm here for both succeed. Um, but a, a com- combination approach, not speaking business-wise, just playing-wise, man, that would be nasty. Can you imagine some of these guys playing games together? Uh, 
coordinating some of these offenses and defense, some of these top guys in the USFL, top guys in the XFL, man, that it, that'd be a different product. So I would say would. a merger someday, just in terms of players and skill, would be awesome. But the business side, no. We the XFL has its identity. It has what it needs to to be successful. Uh, but like I said, I don't hate on the USFL. I wish all those guys love success. Either way, I mean, I'd I'd cover both if I had time to be honest with you. But I don't, and I enjoy the XFL much more. So I'm a little biased towards them. But then again, like <laughs> I said, I, I think it's it's good on its own for now, no doubt. Gotcha. And I feel the same way. Um, I feel. The only thing that I feel the XFL needs to do a better job at when it comes to the actual, let's say, game itself is literally the broadcast on TV. You know, that's one thing that the USFL did have over the XFL, in my opinion, this season. And it's just because they use the Fox Sports, exactly. you know, for the NFL. <clears throat> they just used all that. That overlay. system's already there. Yeah, and right, everything's already there. All they have to do is just put in the graphics and type in the names and everything that they needed. You know what they I mean? They got the professionals and, there. They got everything ready. The cameraman. I mean, it, it's an established system. They're just joining the ranks. But I'll tell you, in my opinion, not seeing <laughs> fans in that stadium or in those stadiums really affect me watching. Unfortunately, and I, exactly the fake noise, that kind of stuff. I, I don't enjoy that. I enjoy the skill and the play, but the theatrics. It's not really for me. I, I would love to see real fans, real energy, real, real passion. And that they'll get there too. I, I, no doubt their hub system kind of impacted them. I think the more they expand, the, they'll have more success also. Uh, I don't want to bash either league. Like I said, I, I like them both. But I mean, if I'm going to pick a game to go to, you know what I'm going to pick. Yep. We're going to the XFL game. That's hands yes, down. I'm sorry to say it. But I would, I would like to attend a USFL game. Now here on the gridiron, I do talk about all leagues. I do talk about the XFL, the USFL. I do talk about the NCAA and NFL. So I do cover, that's what the gridiron is all about. Gotcha. Football. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we do speak of the USFL on this show and I don't, I don't bash them. I just give my con constructive criticism. Yes, In sir. my opinion, going into this third season, you got a head start on the XFL. And I think this is where, it's going to hurt the USFL. You have a, a one-season head start on the XFL. They're going into their second season. The USFL is going into their third season. With them going into their third season and reverting back to utilizing the hub system instead of continuing on with the plans of finding fields for their actual respective teams, how much of an impact do you think that's going to have on the success of season three for the USFL? They're going to have to bring the heat, no doubt. But everybody, the fandom for each one has its own group of fans. And you'll see, I mean, right. you got you got this and you got that. And I don't think, honestly, on certain aspects, either league could do wrong to chase off those fans. Now, right. uh, if we were talking about the XFL 2.0, uh, the Vince McMahon era, that that was very successful, and you'll if you talk to a lot of media personalities, a lot of uh, news it journalists, really anybody, they're gonna they're gonna preach about the way that league was compared to now, and that just means in terms of community engagement, fan engagement, interactivity, yeah. all these things they really had going. Uh, if we had that going, 
I don't know if the USFL would be very successful. That's my opinion. But the product now, like you said, we have a new product. We have a second year in. I think they really do have the opportunity to use that same momentum from then and blast forward. But we'll have to see what happens. That's just my opinion. Okay. Okay. Makes. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, To answer that question on my end, if they don't put fans in the stands, I think it could impact them trying to go into a fourth season. Oh, yeah. Because cutting off the idea of getting everyone, every team a field. Thank you, Gabe, for pop, popping in. I appreciate the like. Don't forget to like the stream and share the stream. Subscribe if you haven't, guys. But in my opinion, them going into a fourth season and trying to get rid of the hub system, I think it's going to – it might be too late. I think it might be too late. Because you look at it like this, of them cutting off the idea of to continuing to go forward with getting their teams, you know, a respective field in their cities to sticking with this hub system. Again, the problem that they had last year is going to be another problem that they have to face again. And it's and it was a problem in the first year, but not mm-hmm. as bad mm-hmm. because people were anticipating the USFL. But your fans have to travel yep. for games. Yep, yep. And that's going to hurt the attendance every time. The home identity is really needed for you to 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 be a true fan. You really need to be at home. You need to have a house. You need to have somewhere to protect. I mean that that's part of being a fan. So, I mean right. that I couldn't agree more on any of that. Uh, I'll say, like for example, the New New Orleans Breakers. That is the name, right? Uh, did you have that yes. correct? Now, the, if they were in New Orleans. I would be there. I would probably be there for every game because that's awesome. Football, football, any football, give it to me. Yeah. But I'm not going to travel to wherever they were playing to see them. Uh, I think Memphis. I think they had to travel to Memphis. So I love Memphis. I I think they either had to travel to Memphis or Birmingham. Either way, that's their home games. Hundreds of miles from me currently. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to travel that far. But if you were in New Orleans, you could bet that community and, and we would be there because whole different vibe when it comes to that new um my my buddy gabriel garcia from the good iron nation podcast he's a new orleans breakers fan uh he said i love the usfl product on the field and presentation but it won't survive season three in the hubs even if they add two more cities yeah uh, now do you think that they're looking are you thinking that they're looking to add two more hub cities instead of just adding the rest of the four cities for the teams? I mean, have you heard any news on that? Personally, I don't keep up with it. XFL all the way here because I just don't have time. Uh, that the okay. stuff I know um, is, is from interviews I've heard or listened to as well. We're talking to people like okay. James Larson and Christian Palantonio. These are all guys that they know that product and they know it like the back of their hand. Uh, but personally, I don't want to speak gotcha. on it just because I don't, I don't want to speculate without actually knowing any kind of facts. Respect that. I respect that. What all the way now back to the XFL that so far with the things that they've done this off season, the different showcases, um, the HBCU showcase, the XFL combine as a whole, um, having a NFL training camp, players cut 
and it's so much to say. We'll just call it the NFL training camp and combine participants draft, as well as having an IFL to XFL combine, as well as having another supplemental draft. <laughs> How do you feel as a whole the offseason for the XFL is going so far? The new, the new hiring of the coaches or of Coach Blevin, the new hiring of different management, you know, how do you feel as a whole that the offseason is going so far? And where do you think it's going to set up the future of the XFL going into next season? I mean, we're rolling. We're trending on, on certain aspects. And that's what we really look for. Uh, last year, I'll tell you a lot of what I saw coming in um, pre, pre-2023 or, or late 2022, the, the, the social media aspects – I mean, yep. they were dead. They were completely dead. There was nothing going on when it came to XFL. There was very little people posting or doing. Uh, when you saw the season kick up or you saw any kind of updates happen or there was an event or there was somebody talk, I mean, that's when the interest peaks and that's when things go crazy and that's when people really want to know what's going on. So I feel like this year too so far, they're doing a fantastic job and, and it's all positive improvement type press. It's not anything negative. There's no... So and so beat his wife or something, you know. It, it's it's everybody's right. there, and it's oh, Dr. Anthony Blevins is hired. Um, we're we're gonna have all these drafts and offer all these opportunities for everyone. It's they're making all these points to actually, if you're a fan, you can hold on to some kind of content and some kind of stuff they're doing, and really enjoy it and engage. And that's what I think it's a fantastic thing what they're doing so far we could always love more or we could always get more but right now staying active doing those streams uh like like you said popping on shows and talking during the show that's big and that's that's epic and that's what people want to see so i really think they're doing a fantastic job like i said compared to last year especially i'm happy with the result and i look forward to the success of this product next year i guarantee it you're going to have some some numbers in those stands you're going to have tickets sold you're going to have people watching it's going to pop up and grow more than what you could ever imagine and now that they see that the xfl is behind the fans the players and the opportunities it's not just about tv time it's not just about selling tickets. exactly it's about all the aspects of that game and so and it's definitely it's not about the big contracts, guys. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, these guys are making an average salary. Now, you know, take it need be, they could go play. Like, so the guys that just finished, they made 60, 60 grand or so for that season, depending on wins and bonuses and such. Uh, but I mean, so they could go play like Abram Smith right now. He could go sign with an NFL team and get a million dollar contract and, I mean, he's making that money in both aspects. So it gives them exactly. a window right there to be successful. You know, so that I think that's pretty cool. And actually, Abram Smith just got some invites to some mini camps yep. and training camps. I believe one with the Vikings and with the, the Raiders. The, the or Raiders? No, excuse right. me, the Bills and the Raiders. Gotcha, gotcha. I know for sure. The Bills and the Raiders. So he has an opportunity, you know, to possibly make an NFL roster especially with Josh, Josh Jacobs possibly sitting out for the Raiders, not getting his deal, and, you know, the Bills not having a for-sure starter over there as a running back. Mm-hmm. He has an opportunity now to come come in there and showcase his skills. So that's definitely going to be, a, a you know, a good thing for him. Um, as far as 
the 2024 season is concerned. Where do you see your Houston Roughnecks with the changes that they've made so far this offseason? The rights to some players that they may possibly have signed to the roster. Where do you see the Houston Roughnecks possibly landing next year? You see them going back to the South Division Championship and having a, a different outcome? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're looking for big things for the Roughnecks next year. We got Coach Wade. He's ready to go, and he's ready to rock. So I, I, I'm super excited for the changes that may happen or will happen down the road. I mean, we still have a lot of returners coming back. Guys like Trent Harris, uh, Bryce Nolene, Brandon Silvers, those are all names that, that are, are big in terms of experience. You add a couple more of these guys that have skills and have a resume to that roster – you're going to see yeah. some shining stars approach. I mean, that's just my opinion. Only thing I'll say, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I miss old Nick Holly. Nick's my guy. I wish he was still around. Oh, Houston, but... I know. Yeah, yeah he's my I guy. Know. Nick is a good guy. He's not only a yes, good sir. soul, but he's a good player. And yep. he deserved this chance. He definitely deserved this chance, man. So I, I can't wait to see what he does in the future as well. And good luck to him. But – Record-wise, what are you guys seeing yourselves in the regular season record? Hmm. So we're going to play each team twice, right? And then that, what happens? So yeah. uh, we're going to be looking. You know, I'm going to give us a good. Mm, mm, eight and two, seven and three, something like that. I mean, we're, we're going to be fine. Okay. Okay. I like it in you. I'm, I'm confident. You I'm confident in our coaches. We have some great coaches, man. I mean, you, check out yeah, the, check the out Houston some staff. of the resumes of these guys, and and you, that's what disappointed me the most about last year. Is I know there was a billion things that we could have done different, and we kept running the same type of stuff. So yeah. hopefully, we see some improvements there. But regardless, I'm I'm a fan, and and I appreciate what the Roughnecks offer. And I mean, prior to last year. The, the Roughnecks were all about that championship mentality. So we definitely got to get back on that fruition and, and grind it out and, and get that championship back again. We don't have PJ Walker to, to do everything for us anymore. We got to do right. some work. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to my team. Regardless, I, like I said, XFL all the way. I don't care who wins it. I don't care what happens. I just want to be there and be a part of it and share that energy, conversations, the positivity. That That's really what I want to want to see. So. But, yeah, my guys awesome. are coming to kill it next year, hopefully, especially with that news, you know. Definitely. And if you guys get Tavon Austin, I will be a little nervous. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you guys should, get Tavon huh? Austin, I'll be a little nervous because that's going to be huge for, for Brandon Silvers and Cole McDonald's. And, and like you said, that, that connection that Silvers had with Javante Kirkland, even Cole McDonald, when he was on the field, you know, him and – Kirkland had somewhat of that connectivity as well, and you started to see it mesh well. If Cole needed to get out of the pocket and, and move upfield, you see Kirkland right there trying to set a block for him, you know, and give him that space he needed to break that run and make it pick up those yards that they're looking to pick up on that play that may have been broken. You know what I mean? So just the connection that the quarterbacks and wide receivers have on you guys' team is, is kind of scary, man. I can't even lie. It's kind of scary, and but it's also – it's also good because it just shows that the talent that the XFL is bringing in as a whole is good talent. And these guys are getting a chance to really 
flourish. You yep. know, the people who didn't get their opportunity in the league in the first place, you know, they're now getting the opportunity to, you know, not only better their skills, but now have a better opportunity of getting back into the NFL or for those guys who aren't looking to go to the NFL anymore and they're looking to be a star in the league, this gives them an opportunity to be a star in the XFL and be, you know, be a face of the franchise, which yeah. I think a lot of players are looking at, you know, AJ Karen as being the face of the franchise right now or the face of the league right now. And I kind of, I kind of agree. You know, do you do you feel AJ McCarron right now could be basically the face of the XFL right now? Oh yeah, no doubt. But there's a, there's many many other stories that we could talk about, and hopefully that's what I'm saying. I hope they really really get down to the nitty gritty of some of these guys and 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 discuss where they came from, what what yeah. they had to go through to get there. So I mean, I agree with you, AJ McCarron. Top-notch player, top-notch person, athlete, family man. I mean, he, he's he got it going on, and he is the face of in terms of the player 54 right now. Uh, but that can be spread amongst any athletes. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, multiple guys, man, they're, they've all got stories. They've all, they're all coming from hardships. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of them. And whether it be, you know, they struggled academically or they struggled to eat. These are all things that we need to know in order to understand how that mentality of that man is the way it is. And while he had to push through the grind to get to where he is. So exactly, I, I look forward to hearing more stories personally. I told you yes. that's, that's the most enjoyable thing so far. It's just this player development in terms of life and football. And so that's, you know, go McCarron. You're killing it, bro. But we – there's room for others as well. There definitely is. And I feel that there's going to be a lot of shining stars in the 2024 season who's going to be looking to have their face be <laughs> classified as the face of, of the actual XFL or even just the face of their franchise in the XFL. You know what I mean? So yes, I definitely agree with you on that. There are a lot of guys with a lot of talent in the XFL. There are a lot of guys who, like you said, their story, where they came from, their background on how they got to where they are just shows, you know, that their story needs to be told too. You know, they've yep. come some from somewhere too. You know what I mean? And I feel like you said, those stories need to be told. So I feel in the draft, they should try and do that. You know, they I should try so. and give us give us some type of background on these guys and actually, you know, let us know who's coming to our teams and what we got, to, what we can expect from these players. And like you said, through the mentality aspect of what they've had to go through to get to this moment in their life. You know what I mean? And speaking of a player like that, we were talking about Jeremiah Spicer, who we both have spoken with and interviewed. He actually has a Netflix story coming out. He has a Netflix special coming awesome. out about a story. You know what I mean? So that's also something to look out for, guys. Uh, Jeremiah Spicer, he's one of the, you know, one of those football players who made it to the NFL, you know, ended up getting cut. And then he went around a bunch of different spring leagues, and he's just been a force in yep. a bunch of different spring leagues. But where he came from is such a touching story man it's it really is and there's a netflix special coming out so you guys be ready for that he's been posting that and i've been following along on how it's doing too so it's almost done guys so get ready for that i'm excited now if you guys want to go on yeah I, I am too bro I'm, i really am i saw some of the taping he sent me a like a, a photo and some clips of him getting recorded you know doing the documentary and it was pretty dope man but did if you, you guys ever watch to follow 
the XFL podcast. His links are at the bottom. Go ahead, Matthew. I was going to say, did you ever watch the um, the Last Chance You? Yes. So yes, saw, I did. We saw like Chauncey Rivers. You, did you know, are you familiar with him? I shared a picture yes. with you um, from before a game. I don't know. Maybe you could pull it up, dude. It, you know, I, I sat and observed him um, on the field before a game, uh, probably week five, week six, something like that. And I mean, humble man sat praying in the in the end zone for ten minutes. 15 minutes prior to the game, he was doing the same thing. Uh, Him? That, that's the kind of stories we want as fans. That's what we want to know. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's much respect for, for those guys, and, and those stories really are popular. I mean, the, if you haven't, guys at home, or, or even you, Jersey, if you haven't watched The Last Chance You on Netflix, check it out ASAP. This is the stories and the player 54 stuff that we are talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, definitely. These same Last guys, they had to hustle, bro. And, and much respect to every single one of them as they go. Uh, the Juco guys are like none other. And I have much respect for them. Yeah. Kill it. I love because that's Juco who we want to see. And even the HBCU cats, those yeah, guys yeah, have a story as well, too. And and, and they their story is a little bit different as well because there's a lot of discrimination. And it's yep, not yep. because of the color of their skin. It's because of the university they yep. attend. And yep. that's the worst part. You know, it's it's just it's just something that should be changed. You know what I mean? And I I applaud the XFL. I really, really applaud the XFL for actually holding an entire showcase for HBCU football players and giving them an opportunity to showcase their skills, man. I really applaud the XFL for that. I got to. I agree (laughs) with that. We got to applaud them because that was touching. You know what I mean? That was touching for those boys, for them to know that somebody, some league out there cares about their talent. You know what I mean? And they didn't just go to school to play football and do everything they could to try and get to the NFL just to not even get looked at, just to not even get a chance in the draft. And for the USF or excuse me, for the XFL and even the USFL to actually look at the talent in the HBCU universities, it's just an amazing thing, man. And I applaud these guys for doing that because those boys really need a chance as well. You know what I mean? If division one or excuse me, Division Two, Division Three, JUCO college kids are getting opportunities. These HBCU kids need to get opportunities as well. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm, that, that's I'm I'm super excited about that too. It's just another window that they that they open up for more. And you know, it it the stereotypes behind HBCU schools is ridiculous. And that's what yeah. I've had discussions online about it with people that you know, isn't that racist? No, it's not racist. It's 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 American history. It's 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 heritage. It's, it's these, these guys and the contributions that they provided academically and, and athletically are like none other in our society. And, and people need to understand that, that this is HBCU is pristine. It's not anything bad or negative. It is pristine. And if not, they have different experiences, but they're just as important, if not more important, because it opens your eyes to how things are. So like you yes, said, it's it great that does. they get some shine, time to shine. It's great that they're getting shaking off some of these old stereotypes. I mean, that's it's great XFL, and you did a really, really good job. And and I, like you said, man, it's touching. There's not much else you can say about it. It really is. It really is because these guys really get a chance, like a real chance 
to actually show off the talent that they have, you know, and when these NFL teams are looking at him, they're like, eh, he's not the next Tyreek Hill or eh, he's not the next Dalvin Cook or, or Christian McCaffrey or the next Patrick Mahomes. They shouldn't have to be. Yep. And that's one thing I do. I just despise about the NFL. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you give kids chances and then more times you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. And I just feel that these kids getting a chance, they're going to show out in the XFL. They're really going to show out in the XFL. How was your experience at the championship game? I meant to ask you this, Garrett, earlier. How was your experience actually being at the XFL championship game? Oh, man, it was probably the best time of my life, to be honest with you. Uh, Attended a lot of events, coached a lot of games, played in a lot of games, and done a lot of different things athletically. But that was probably one of the most fantastic experiences I could ever had. Um, I didn't – I had credentials, but I couldn't walk the field and such. So I was disappointed in that. But – uh, sat up in the box talking to all these personalities, media, celebrities, people that we know, uh, and it was a fantastic experience, man. I mean, stuff you can never forget, and and it's really what motivates me today to keep going forward and, and work hard. Uh, and that's actually see- you at the championship game, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's me. I think, yeah, that's that's me. I have so many videos, bro. I didn't know what to exactly send you. Um, I got a picture too that I took before I was walking out. Um, but yeah, I, I got uh, sent you a picture also with Anthony Miller. I sat up by Anthony Miller during the the game and we talked and I got to hear his insight the whole time. And man, dude, I tell you that it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. I mean, hands down. Wow. It really was a, a accumulation of Anthony Miller. Yeah, that's Anthony Miller there, and that's actually in the press box. The press box in San Antonio is awesome because it's actually in the stadium. You'll see a lot of the press boxes are up high. You're looking down on the fans. This, you're in the stadium. There's a little window, and then you can hear and see everything going on. So, bro, it was a right. fantastic experience there. San Antonio's that beautiful is so city. Cool. Had yeah, a great I used to live there. there. I, I've well, never been there before, so it was awesome. I actually lived there for a year, and I've been to the Alamo Dome. I actually um, practice in the Alamo Dome when I went to high school. I went to um, John Jay High School for a year in 2003, (laughs) back in my high school days. And I got to actually go practice at the Alamo Dome. And it was was actually pretty fun because we we actually got to, uh, we we didn't get a chance to meet the players, but we actually pulled up to the practice for our practice as soon as the Dallas Cowboys were leaving. Like everybody was getting on the bus going back you know, to um, Arlington after the uh, their practice. So we didn't get the chance to meet That's the guys, awesome. but they did yell out the bus, you know, and, and scream and holler at us and say, hey, good luck for practice and good luck for the game this weekend. So it was a pretty fun experience back then. And me being a Cowboys awesome, fan, that was awesome for me. So yeah, yeah, San can. Antonio is a beautiful city. It really, really is. And for those fans there to fill up that that – stadium as much as they did this season it just goes to show how it just goes to show how much the xfl has an impact when it comes to these cities that need a football team you know what i mean i mean if you can make it to st louis next season i suggest you do 
Um, I posted a picture or a video on my Twitter the other day or last night, actually. It was the very first game there and it was wild. It was loud and it, 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 it was nothing like I expected walking in, bro. I mean, every seat filled, everybody engaged. It was awesome. Uh, I, yeah, they said man. it was all the way sold out. Yep. And you should, like I said, next year, plan a trip. Definitely go and experience that St. Louis atmosphere because so far, just speaking, frankly, I mean, it's nothing can compare besides New right. Orleans Saints in the Superdome. Now, that's a whole nother <laughs> ball game, but, but uh, yeah, man, dude. I mean, even, awesome the, time. even the, the Audi Stadium experience is probably not as good as the St. Louis Battle Dome experience i don't know i had to experience for myself to really preach on it but i'll say i've heard that soccer stadium feel is very intense especially when you're playing everybody's super close everybody's really loud and that's why you're getting hit with lemons is because it's it's accessible yeah. you can it's right yeah. there uh, the battle hawks in general though they came with a fire and a fury and that's what attracted yep. me to them when when the xfl started that second time around it, like guys like uh, Dirty and Arlington. I mean, I was literally watching them back then, just being a fan and, and enjoying the experience. And they got me to St. Louis. I mean, I, I looked through my messages. You can see where I was calling and talking to them back then, trying to just hook up with them and meet up at them with them with, at events and, and just hang out. And so, I mean, that that's a it's a it's a whole nother world that way. And and it like is. I said, try to stop in if you can because you'll never experience anything like. Oh, that I plan right on. Now. I plan on going to the Vegas and St. Louis game. There we go. We play them in St. <laughs> Louis. So one, bro. I plan to do that. I plan to actually travel to the to the St. Louis game for sure. That's one that's one stadium I do want to go to um for a game. I do want to go to the Alamo Dome. I want to go back to the Alamo Dome for uh Same. San Antonio Brahma's game Same. as well. So I'm gonna try to get some traveling done this upcoming season. Hopefully, my arm is doing a little bit better, and I'll be able to do so. So, that's that's really been my only challenge as far as like traveling. But we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. But I do want to come down to St. Louis and definitely meet Arlington and and Dirty and the whole Beehawk Live crew. I'm actually gonna have Daddy Ed and Amanda on this awesome. Thursday awesome. Gang show at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So they'll be on this coming Thursday on the Fang Gang Nation show. And just meeting with everybody is one, one thing I do want to do. I want to go down and meet the, the Horns Forward crew down at San yep. Antonio. I want to go meet the Rough em Up crew down in Houston. So I may be taking some trips next year for the games and, and you know, really getting my name out there, getting the Fang Gang Nation show out there, and, you know, really getting that XFL Vipers feel all over the country you know somebody's got to be a super fan so you know what i mean why not why not i be not only the team super fan but also the team's voice you know what i mean and try and get I us get some it. more fans out there man i get it man i'll it's, tell you it's real it, what'd you say go ahead i said it's worth a shot <laughs> you, you'll get there and i'll tell you man you really have to experience the games as a fan and media. They're, you know, they're two separate entities. It's really hard yeah. to harness the energies and the the experience of both at the same time. I tried it the first game and it was hard. I brought my girlfriend. We had actual seats. Um, I had access to the press box, so I did go in the press box. But I mean, trying to go back and forth was almost impossible. Um, yeah. But like 
definitely experience every aspect of it when you do go. And then same thing for the guys listening at home or, or girls. If you go to a game, I mean, and get that fan experience, go to the tailgates and reach out to any of these representatives, uh, unofficial representatives of the league and get that knowledge to know where you need to go to have the good time and be around the fans that you want to experience. Uh, but like I said, Jersey, you come in as media, man. It's it's professional. You're gonna you're gonna see a whole other side of things that you're. It, it opened my eyes. Like I said, and I've been in athletics my right. whole life, uh, but it opened my eyes to things that it, it it changed a lot. And professionally, I'm glad I had the skills I had that I could utilize because. I mean, my first game coming in, I had my roughnecks gear on. I had my blue jeans. I had my, you know, I was ready to go. And I get up in the press box and I'm just like, oh, we're dressed nice. Right. We're, we're presentable. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I took my hat off and then put my jacket on and presented it. But, I mean, it's a whole different ball game. And I, I yeah, I know that you are going to enjoy each aspect. And I can't wait to hear your experience and see what you think about everything. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm look like I said. I'm looking to go to every home game for the Vipers for sure. Yep. And then I'm gonna try and you know try and attend every away game as well, as many as I can, uh, just with the flights and just traveling in general. But I want to get that experience. You know what I mean? I went to a home game last year, and it wasn't, it wasn't a bad experience. It really, really wasn't. A lot of people bash Cashman Field and I heard it was they good. talk so bad on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you're actually in the stadium, when you're actually at Cashman, the seats are comfortable. I can actually say that. And it's it's got a lot of space. They just need to renovate it to where there's more space. Yep. There's more things going on as far as, you know, more seating, um, a, a actual booth for – you know, the, the offensive coordinators and, and those guys, they don't have to be on the sideline. They can actually be in a booth. You know what I mean? The commentators from ESPN will actually be in a booth. They don't have to just make some makeshift booth up for them and hope yep. that these guys don't collapse yep. in the middle of the yep. Yep. presentation. Yep. Wind blowing you know them, I mean? blowing so, them off. Yeah. yeah, you know, exactly. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's one thing that I feel that they just need to improve on with Cashman. But other than that, the Viper pit is going to be lit next season, and I'm going to make sure of it. I'm going to be there for that, dude. And I, I'm I'm hoping that the renovations that are going to be supposed to be made this offseason really affects, in a positive way, affects how the fans look at the team now, affects how the city looks at the team, you know, and actually gets – them to start backing the team and supporting the team hell even if i gotta go to the tv channels myself even if i gotta go to the local news stations myself and get in contact with the sports guys there myself i will do so because i know that's another aspect of helping the league grow and helping the league get recognized so that's another plan of mine big question everybody's wondering 8-1. Oh, uh, well, I think we're just looking at uh, a schedule release, m more or less, um, as well as putting a date available for tickets to purchase. Now, I may be wrong, but I, we're not looking at expansion already, guys. It's too early, and we no, lost definitely. money last year, most importantly. So they're going to have to recoup some of their cash before they just expand more, first off. Right. Um, but, yeah, I believe that 
it, we're probably looking at the schedule release and maybe a ticket purchase date. Um, I don't think the tickets will be available for purchase per se, but I think they'll make a date that they will be. I mean, coming in last year, like I said, if I remember correctly, you could buy season tickets a couple months prior to most games except Vegas, if I remember correctly. And then, right. but single game tickets, you couldn't purchase them. You couldn't buy them. You had to wait a month before the game started to get your tickets because the schedule wasn't complete. So I think they're really putting in the puzzle pieces now to make that a success and get the ticket sales driving six months before the game start instead of six weeks before the game start, you know? So that just that's how I feel gotcha. about it. Get the tickets on sale now so that way more fans are ready to, you know, get involved and purchase tickets early for the game. I, I get that. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Now, XFL Combine prospect and invitee and participant LaCobe Tucker was in the X-Fan show yesterday, and he kept winking at the – now, we know expansion's not coming anytime soon. We we both know this as insiders for the XFL, knowing the information that we do know about the XFL and what's going on and all this other stuff. We know that if expansion were to come, it'll – be in the 2025 season we all know that Lacobe keeps hinting at the la wildcats in an expansion in 8-1 like i could see an announcement being made hear me out hear me out go I ahead see you an announcement it. being made saying hey in 2025 this team and that team will be coming back to the XFL or joining the XFL as an expansion team. I could see that. Do you feel the same way? Do you could you see that being a possibility of a somewhat announcement on 8-1 and be part of the announcement, not the full bombshell, but because they, they're trying to make this announcement, they're trying to make it seem like 8-1 is just gonna be some huge bombshell worth of an announcement you know what i mean mm -hmm. so is it possible that one to two well they have to do two they can't just add one i was one about to say team. yeah i was gonna add that you think two expansion teams could be announced as a possibility of coming in 2025 and that be part of the 8-1 announcement because there's players and 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 not so much personnel or coaches but a lot of xfl players are winking at this whole la wildcats and maybe a possible san diego team that'd be nice the, the two successful places people didn't like la but i thought la is a great spot especially when you want to get the word out so <clears throat> but yeah. yeah man there may be a chance i i feel like they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket personally though i mean they're going to build and on I hype and excitement too. you know and they're going to they're going to put right. out news but they're not just going to throw it the, the trash bag load of stuff at us at one time there i feel like it's going to be you know spaced out and done adequately now am i am i do i work there no do i know the information truly no all i look at is articles opinions other people writers journalists that, that in the business aspect of hey they've got to make money um exactly but i'll tell you this personally if they do release those i really hope that the infrastructure, such as where they're playing, 
who possible coaches might be and, and stuff like that will be released also. Cause if they don't release that info and they just say, Hey, we got two teens coming. We don't know when maybe 2025. I feel like that's going to shoot them in the foot a little bit. Um, almost right. like the Vegas situation. You know, people don't want to wonder. They want to know what's going on. They don't want to wonder. Well, and they don't want to talk about where San Diego going to play at for six months or to a year while they discuss it. They, that's stuff that we got to know to make sure and know that it's a serious game and we are going to be serious in implementing these new teams. So right. my opinion, I mean, it could be possible if, if players and people are saying it, I mean, it, it's, it's a possibility like anything else, but I'll tell you personally, if you really want to know what's going on, do some research and not you Jersey, but fans at home, do some research on your end. You can look up trademarks. You can look up yep. information. There's a lot of things that are public information that, if you do legwork, you can find out and gather your own opinions. Um, exactly. But much like the internet, we can come up with any opinion we want and Google and find whatever we want to back those opinions up also. So make sure the research you're doing is quality and make sure the information you have is quality and you're not just getting regurgitated stuff that's already been said a hundred times in, in a different form. Exactly. So. That's absolutely correct. Cause there's a lot of fake news out there or we can't, call all of it fake news it's just misinformed information exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. i mean because people get excited and, and they just start doing work and that's what it's just like me and exactly. you exactly you know we do the same thing we just have more time to sit on it i post a lot on socials and i'm really active but most of my stuff is retweeting information or taking pictures to present that information i exactly. try to keep my personal stuff and my opinions in the background so that people can really gather their own beliefs and thoughts on these subjects. And so that's, that, that's it. And you're right. hundred percent. I mean, but like I said, man, it's possible and it, and it could happen. And if it does awesome, I'm going to support it too. Let's just hope that it's set up correctly and ready exactly. to rock. That's, that's yeah, my because biggest thing. like you said, announcing two teams and then not giving us a coach, not giving us a possible update on information. Even if they were to, I'd be okay with them saying, Hey, we're going to be bringing back, let's just say, for instance, because San Diego is just a hypothesis. And I, it's just people just putting out what could be possible. I'm not I'm not shooting. I'm not going for this. I'm not saying, hey, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. It's a hope that in 2025 we get two expansion teams as a fan. You know what I mean? It's a hope. It's a it's a wish. <laughs> it's a yep. we may be able to pull it off. But if they were to announce something like this for the future, like you said, it has to be done correctly. Yep. And even yep. if they were to say, hey, in, in 2025, we're bringing back the L.A. Wildcats, but we're also going to bring a second California team in and put them in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're working on getting a location for these teams to play. And we're in the process of talking with different head coaches for the potential job. I'm fine exactly. with that. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's what I mean. And that's 100%. I'm I mean, perfectly fine with that. A plan of action. And then you're telling us some of the details. I mean, that perfectly exactly. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. I'd be okay but with that. Like the Vegas situation. I mean, that was really uncomfortable knowing that there was a game being played and the whole season being played. And we didn't know where. We had no idea yeah. what was going on. That That made me worried for the league coming in. I mean, to be honest with you, that was a big red flag for me. They worked it out and they got it worked out. They did everything they could to make it happen. And, and, like, I don't hate on it too much. I mean, you saw that first game. I mean, the field conditions were awful. 
afterwards terrible. improved. We we were fine, yeah. but but that first game through, I mean, week after week. Yeah, improved. I mean that first game you saw like people slipping on pieces of turf or grass, whatever it was. I'm and not sure. If the it was rain perfect. game. All oh, that was talking the about. worse. This Jordan the Tiamu, game was if I worst. remember correct. I remember watching yeah. him fall. I mean, the field goals couldn't be kicked because the kicker sliding out from the grass. Yeah, they fixed that stuff though, and they did improve. So I mean, I, I can't hate on them for that, but just you definitely can't. Um, and I think that the changes that they're making in the offseason for the Cashman Field is going to be beneficial to next season as well. It's going to be even a lot better. Like I said, I hope I just hope that they do the correct renovations for not only the field but the venue itself because you know it'll just be more appeasing to the fans yep. you know yep. what i mean if they re, if they renovate it to where it says home of the vegas vipers you know welcome to the viper pit home of the vegas vipers and then of course the las vegas lights play there as well you know what i mean welcome to you know the welcome to this arena make it look more presentable to the fans so that way the fans are like hey what's what the hell's going on here there's exactly. a lot of noise going on here exactly you know these people are driving past and they're like well what's going on oh it's the xfl vegas vipers game oh really and it's exactly, loud yeah. like this oh well let me come in and see what it's all about how much are the tickets oh well yep. it's game time so here it's a five dollar ticket now really okay yeah. let me join yeah. you know uh, and now people yeah. are going to start popping in and the next thing you know they'll have tickets for the next game before the game instead of you know coming in halftime and just because they heard all that noise and they're wondering what the hell's going on and they see Oh, the Vegas Vipers is a professional football team yep. in the XFL. Now Vegas has two football teams. Awesome. So I'm going to personally root for every single team in this league to not only succeed, but to have that fan base. Yes, sir. I was just going to say that. Yep. Because that fan base is so important, especially with the type of league that we are, and especially yep. with our league heads saying, this league is about the fans. This league is about what the fans want. This league is about that misunderstood player who didn't get the opportunity. So if that's the case, listen to your fans and give us what we want, which is fan engagement and going to podcasters like myself and yourself and the b-hawk live guys and the x fan show guys and rough them up and everybody and have us be the voice of your teams have us be the voice of your league so that we can bring in the fan engagement just imagine that what what are your feel what are your feelings about that i've brought this up in a couple podcast shows recently how would you feel or do you feel that the XFL should reach out to us, to podcasters like us, to help bring that trust back from those fans who lost trust in our league and just to bring in new fans and new people to the XFL itself? You know, I, I, to be honest with you, coming in, like I said, I started this as the podcast, the XFL Insider Podcast. That was I wasn't with a news group. I wasn't with anybody. And I had no traction coming in. I could not get people to answer me. I could not get calls back and nothing. When I switched over and started being represented by Ambush and covering for Ambush, all that changed. Um, 
my credentials are approved. I had direct communications. I get press releases. There's a lot of things that change. So saying that now you got to understand that this, this stuff we're doing right now, this live streaming, it, it's, it's not new to us, but to most people, it's still a new thing. Uh, yeah. This popularity is going to grow as time goes on and people are going to love this kind of informal discussion type uh, interactivity. But I think really the XFL is just, they, they want to know who, who they can trust and they want to make sure that what we're saying actually represents them in terms of their league and that yeah. we're not out here um, clout chasing or trying to make a bunch of money or selling events to make cash off of their name. So, you know, I feel like there's a lot of different factors and aspects in that uh, to, for, to say that, but man, I, I would love to be implemented. I would love to be, um, to be included in, in some of these conversations as my podcast. Um, I've reached out. And like you said, this is, this is a hard lesson I've learned is, you don't reach out to these people in the XFL and get interviews. You know why? Because the XFL has to approve those interviews. So even if you do yeah. go talk to Dr. Blevins, if you, you message him on Twitter and he says, yeah, I'll interview with you. Guess what? If you didn't get approval from the XFL, they'll shut it down. It's happened to me before. More recently oh, with wow. Dave Bowler with the, the DPP for St. Louis Battlehawks. Huge interview. Super excited about that. Uh, I was going to get him on and just ask more about players, combines and the showcase, all that's good stuff, but it got shut down. That was on me as a media aspect. That was on my end because I didn't know that there was a procedure to properly speak to these guys. I thought we were just trying to talk, you know, I thought it was just discussions, but right. no, you, you have to do this correctly and you have to be established. You have to have some credentials. You've got to have a resume. There's all these things. So what, like I'm saying, I love that. But I think really they they're going to have to they're they're waiting they're watching they want to see what people like you and me do what the X Fan Show does the Marcast they they're not just going to willy nilly you know agree to to jump on board with us until we show right. that we're jumped on board with them and we're not doing it and that just bringing something to the table exactly exactly so I do feel you and I understand and and being a podcaster on this end. I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, holler at me. I got you. Whatever you need, XFL. But at the same time, <laughs> exactly. I see it from a, a fan standpoint that, or I mean, a, a business standpoint, I'm sorry, that they've got to do things to protect their image, their property, exactly. their game. You know, one wrong brand. story from me or you, it may not be anything until it is something. And then it's a news talking point that we're all, that they're bashing on the XFL for something we said because we're representing them. So gotcha. need be, like I said, I think it's just complicated in that terms. I think with, with the added addition to Josh, we're going to see more of, of our style type of stuff come up in ESPN, for okay. example. I mean, you could see how they, they've, they've gotten a lot, they've gotten rid of a lot of their personalities and I, mm -hmm. I foresee a lot more of these type shows, which there already are um, uh, coming through and, and taking place. I mean, you can tell if you watch ESPN, they're using the same software me and you use for our shows. They're doing yep. the exact same stuff, brother. I mean, it, the only difference is, is we're not, we're not professionals trying to make money. We're, we're here to do it for right. the love. So, I mean, like I said, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to be more involved, but if you can't do it from that podcast level, do like I did, take a step, Look at your look at your avenues. Look at what you can offer, and, and and reach out through different windows. 
and it worked. They knew I had a podcast and they knew that I did the podcast weekly about the XFL. Now, that had nothing to do with my coverage with Ambush Sports. Those are two separate, right. separate things. So just keep that in mind going into your future. Um, either way, I mean, XFL, I got you. We got you. Just let us know. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we but, got yeah, you, XFL. You keep putting out content. You keep getting engaged. Be positive. You know, don't make them look bad. I guarantee you they're going to have more respect and, and know what you bring to the table. Now, I'll tell you, <clears throat> back last year, like February, March, my Facebook was popping, man. I mean, I had engagements. Now, we weren't getting a whole lot of follows and likes, but engagements. And that means people saw my posts and interacted with them. I was getting right. anywhere from a half a million to a million or more in engagements a day. And that's for a month or wow. two. And so that's huge. And I got a picture of that. Let's see if I can send it to you on Twitter real quick. Uh, wow. That's for a month or two, bro. I mean, uh, that was every day. And I've reached out to numerous windows within the XFL just being like, hey, this is what has been happening. You know, I, I really have a lot to offer and I haven't heard anything. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, but then again, I get it on their end too because they don't want us to make their product look bad. Let me see. And I, I completely get that. I completely get that. And and now that I get a different perspective from someone, you know, and I get it, basically get an answer to that question. It gives me a different outlook on how I would have looked at it as well. You know what I mean? And I completely understand what you're what you're coming from or where you're coming from with that, because again. They they're, they got to protect their brand. They got to protect their image. They got to protect the league itself, and they can't have anyone out representing them as a media personality or a journalist or a video caster or whoever or sportscaster, whatever the case may be. They can't have us out here representing them in a negative way. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. My mother in law is watching. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing, mother-in-law? How's it going? I love I love oh, when we're getting on here and the family pops in or fans. I'll I know, I love it. It's the best Everybody's part about it, bro. Really, they're really starting to get involved and it's awesome, man. I've been I've been grinding for a while to to get my viewers to where I wanted to be and it's and I had to realize in this game it's kind of like video game streaming. You just yep. have to let the viewers come organically you know yeah, what yeah. i mean so just being out there like you said getting my name out there um putting more pu keep putting out more posts and you know having everybody engage with me that way i think it's going to help me grow and you know interacting with guys like you you know uh pat rafino because i just actually hooked up with pat now too i've been talking with oh, pat and awesome actually one. have pat on the show Soon. Oh, dude, I'm jealous. I want to talk to him so bad. Pat, if you if you hear that, message me, bro. I can't message you on Twitter, so message me, bro. Look he forward to it. Message me on Twitter. That's awesome. I'll tell. I'll we'll talk after the show. Yeah, I'll let you good. know. I'll let you know where to go, Pat. I, I'm not going to awesome. give your information out, but yeah, don't do it on air. I am going to give your information. <laughs> check out check out your Twitter real quick, bro. I sent you that picture. Check that out. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, right wow. Wow. And then that's in. So oh, that's just, on. I think that's week one. Uh, I've got so many pictures. 
that's week 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 one so you can check that out and just and it, it continued to grow you can see at this point my followers were only 775 so i mean right now right. I think i've got like 1700 nothing fancy but the impressions and engagement will constantly rise and like i said i've seen the engagement point where it was half a mil a mil easily it, a lot of times so that's numbers just man. know bro i mean you got a voice and you got you got a way to to reach people even if it doesn't appear right. that you are you still are and you make a difference and so i just keep doing what you I do really man. appreciate that man that's I motivation really, really appreciate that yep because it, it it does it's motivating me to just keep doing what i'm doing you know and i've i'm doing something right yep you know yep. like i had scooby magezza the host of xfl today on the show that was my first guest ever that's awesome know, on a show well my first appointment for a guest and then i ended up having a train and dirty on and they actually ended up being my first guest but when it came to like you know somebody famous or you know somebody with the name that's on the espn platform it was like dude really because he was so cool about it that's the crazy thing i just hit Most him up out of nowhere more. i hit him up out of nowhere and i'm just like hey you want to join my you want to come on my show for an interview i'd love to interview you bro i'm like because he knew who i was i was the biggest supporter of the xfl today youtube chat when, gotcha. I was, when that show came on every week i was in the chat gotcha. so when i said who i was i'm like hey it's royalty gamers and podcasts from youtube because that's what my youtube channel name used to be and he's like really what's up man how's this going and i'm like you remember me he's like dude you your name was in the chat every single week he's like there's clips of you of me saying your name from the chat on the show and then i went back and watched the episodes of the show and there's really clips of him saying my name so i went and actually made some That's clips awesome, of that and posted it yeah. but you know to have him on the show as a second guest overall it was just it was super cool it's like I got an ESPN host that was just so down to earth and so nonchalant. And it's just like, bro, where did this come from? You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're just one of the nicest people. Uh, Gridiron Nation, my boy Gabe said, I shared a post the other day that said, keep promoting yourself. Even if you get zero likes, somebody's seen it. For sure. And that's, that's definitely a hundred percent true, man. No matter what you post, eventually somebody's gonna see it and somebody's gonna share it. Yep, yep. And I think that the more I just keep pushing, the more I keep interacting with you guys from all aspects of this XFL community, if I just yep. keep engaging and promoting myself, you know what I mean? And not only promoting myself, but promoting you guys as well, because the more I retweet your information, the more my people see it, that helps yep. bring viewers to you, you know, and the whole nine. And again, guys, if you guys want to follow the XFL Insider Podcast Show, the links are right there at the bottom, at the ticker, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You guys can go and check out the XFL Podcast Show, or excuse me, the XFL Insider Podcast Show, and check out Matthew Tyler and the different guests that he has on, man. He's a great, great podcaster. He's a great XFL media personality. And he's done this. You guys have seen it. I've showed you the pictures. He's done this. He's actually that, been to these games. He's actually got that press pass to say, hey, I can 
can go on the field and go and talk to Luis Perez. I can go on the field and go and talk to Coach Buckley. I can go on the field and just have that access. So you guys definitely go check out the XFL Insider Podcast. Go follow them on Twitter. Go follow them on Facebook. And make sure you guys go and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss out on all the episodes. Oh, for sure, man. Also, anywhere else that you'd like to have anyone follow the XFL Insider Podcast or for audio, for your audio broadcast, are you doing them just now on YouTube again? No, no. Everything is is put out on every network. So, I mean, any major podcast network, you should find the podcast audio versions. Like I said, we started in season. That was the XFL Insider Podcast. Now the show has evolved into the XFL Insider Podcast Live. So they are two different products, um, two different offerings. But really, I mean, any Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon, I mean, um, it should be everywhere possible. Um, Eight to ten different main podcasting networks. Um, Like I said, that's just the audio. YouTube, you can find everything and more. Uh, you just kind of got to look. I've kind of tried to put everything in the featured section, but, you know, I just started working that YouTube a couple weeks ago. I really didn't care about it too much initially. Now right. now it should be beautifully set up, but uh, I was really more about Facebook and, and Twitter. Uh, I have an Instagram also, but I don't really have much going with it. I've tried to post pictures from the season. I mean, I took thousands of pictures, dude, when I went. I got a nice camera. Uh, got some really good shots of different things, but due to the podcast and do the traveling and do the life. I had no time to work with the photography aspect. So trying to gotcha. update Instagram, there's not much going on it right now because Instagram only lets you post so many pictures at a time. So like, it'll do like a hundred a day and that's all you can post. So I update it when I can, uh, but working gotcha. through there. Um, but yeah, man, appreciate you having me follow me on anything guys. If you need something, you want to reach out, you got a question, you, you want to see a collaboration. Like I'll hop on Jersey show anytime, but great, great company appreciate you jersey now i'll say before we hop off or whatever i just want to dr jen welter from you know who she is yes so i you know i found her on twitter the other day and i was looking through her stuff and it goes into what you were saying man she has a, a tweet she shared collaboration or competition choose wisely um it goes into what you say though i mean if we want this to be successful xfl in general we all got to work together whether it's yep. a low-level podcaster or an ESPN announcer. I mean, those are all aspects and things that need to be covered. So work with everyone. Talk with everyone. Keep doing what you do in Jersey. Keep collaborating. That's the best thing I've found so far, making these connections. And once people see you're showing up, you're consistent, you're going, they're going to keep following you, bro. And you're going to get more respect. When I first come in, I feel like I had zero respect, bro. But now it's a lot different. So. Yeah, it definitely Keep up is. your attitude, your, man. Keep your name up your work. is out there. Your I appreciate name is definitely that. out there. Appreciate that, brother. And and I look forward to the future and what you offer the sport in the league. And, and and heck, man, if we ever get into anything else, I mean, heck, it may get you on for like considering doing like a fantasy football show. It may get you on for something like that sometime. Everything here okay. is going to open up new windows and doors. So keep that in mind. Awesome. Appreciate you, bro. I'm, and thanks for I'm having me. I'm ready for any of it. You know, I'm ready for any of it. Anytime you're ever wanting to do anything with me, just contact me and, you know, I'll, I'll do it. It doesn't it yes, does sir. not matter. I will find the time to do it because I feel if I the more I get my name myself out there and the product that I'm trying to present to any audience, I need to collaborate and connect with any and everybody, especially within this XFL community. So yes, I'm down to to collaborate with 
anybody that's in the XFL community doing some positive work. And I'm honored to have you on today. You took two hours out of your day to day to be here with me, man. Times, man. And even though I messed up on the flyer, guys, <laughs> hey, it's all good, bro. It I happens. put the wrong time. I put it at 10 p.m. or 2 p.m. instead of 10 a.m. I do apologize on that, guys. But it was an awesome, awesome interview from Matthew, man. It was great having you here today. Don't go nowhere, guys. We still have a lot to talk about. But again, Matthew, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day. And not only that, but on the personal aspect, I want to thank you for just giving me the insights you've been giving me and helping me behind the scenes the way you have. You, you don't know how much that means to me, man. It's it's everything to me. And I know the information that we're going to discuss in the future yes, here in the next day or two that we, we were talking about, especially the uh, media credential things. I'm just honored to have someone like you and also Matthew or Michael Lathrop. I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with Michael from the yep, player yep. 54 I, podcast. I had him on. Yep. You guys have done so much for me behind the season. People don't even really know. Um, so I just want to thank you and a big thank Appreciate you to Michael that, as well. Michael's and, a great guy. Um, yeah, man. He's, he's just so humble and down to earth and you remind me so much of him when it comes to just like your humbleness and how, how down to earth you are, man. So I can't wait to see you out here in Vegas next season. Dude, I hope I can, bro. In Vegas game. I, I hope, hope I see can. You out here. That'll be awesome. I'll tell yeah, you, man, man, y'all at home, check out the show. I've talked with Michael. I've talked with James Larson. I've talked with Christian Paul, uh, Paul Antonio. I've talked with yep. a lot of people and we're going to continue in Jersey. You're going to be on the same grind. I, I feel like, so, I mean, yes. check it out and, and see see these personalities, see these people and see what they have to offer. Because that, like I said, that's been the best part. I said the best part was getting to know the players. But in general, I mean, making these connections, making friends, man. I mean, I've never yeah. met some of these people and I feel like we're friends. So you, you, you keep up with doing what you do, bro. And, and I promise you, no matter where you end up, you're going to be happy, whether it's hanging outside the tailgate, engaging the fans or sitting in a press box. Uh, watching and, and and tweeting. I mean, no matter where you fit in, you're going to find your place. So keep it up, brother. I appreciate, I appreciate that, you. Brother. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Um, My buddy GV, he says, uh, welcome to the family, Matt. Great to have you and have a great appreciate day. Appreciate it, bro. Um, appreciate that. You're, you're part of the family now. You know, we're family now. We're all part of this XFL community grind and trying to it, help grow the brand. You know what I mean? So you're you're now part of the Gridiron family, and I'm happy to have you, man. And more blessings to come for you in the future and what you're doing as well. And like I said, we're going to talk because I know you're you're ambitious about getting all of us to a certain point. And that's one thing yeah, that A-Train yeah. and Dirty were telling me about you, as well as Michael, that you're one of those guys who are looking to get everybody to a certain point. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm all about collaboration. You have the information to get us there. Definitely. And I see that. And I'm so happy to be on your be here to have you here on the show. And I can't wait to be on your show and, and see yes, where it, you know, where it takes us. Ball I'll hog get you one. on very soon, bro. My guy, ball hog one. We're going to be having ball hog on soon as well. So make sure you guys see, see, look, What's up, ball hog? like he said, everyone's knowing everyone and connecting with everyone, man. And this is just amazing. What's going on, ball hog? Happy to have you in today, man. Uh, before you go, um, Gridiron Nation representative and owner, 
my man Appreciate Gabe that, Garcia man. says, much respect to you, Matt. Keep doing the big things you're doing. Hey, I see you, you too, Gridiron. Make sure. Do your thing. Yeah, he's a really good uh, podcaster as well, man. Definitely go check out the Gridiron Nation podcast. I just actually helped him get into the live setup. He was just audio that. only as well. So definitely check him out, guys. But like I said, there's the XFL podcast, Insider Podcast information down below on the ticker going across your screen. Make sure you follow Matthew on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Again, Matthew, I want to thank you for taking two hours out of your day today and being Thanks, here brother. with us. I'm honored to have you here, and I can't wait to have you back. Yeah, I'll get season. you on soon too, man. We're going to talk more on my show okay. soon, so be ready for it. Awesome. Yes, sir, I will. But again, Thank you guys, guys for watching. Appreciate it. Matthew Tyler, everyone, host of the XFL Insider Podcast. Again, thank you, brother. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too, brother.